This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by Kaleida Health. Kicking it here on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Hour number two. And we didn't mention this at the top of the show, and it probably is worth mentioning. Bills are not back on the practice field today. They will begin their installation of the game plan on the practice field starting tomorrow with the extra day, with it being a Monday night game. They are going to start practicing on Thursday this week. And, you know, this time of year, week 17, given the bodies an extra day of rest can sometimes be even more beneficial than getting more practice time in on a week where you have extra time. Yeah, they're treating today, Wednesday, like it was a Tuesday, which is traditionally a player's day off. But I, we were walking around here going to get coffee, and, and there's a t- ton of guys in the building. You kinda, yeah, I made room. the joke that, you know, these guys go home with their wives and families, and it was a, it was a rough travel weekend for them. Yep. And... You know, right about now, though, after two full days of family time and getting caught up, the body clocks of these guys start to go off in a big way. They're like, man, I got to I got to get in and work out. I got to get in. What's going on at the stadium? I got to get back in and see the guys. I mean, what's going on with the game plan? I want to, you know, and I made the wives are like pushing these guys out the door. I says, go to work. Just <laughs> go, go on, go, go work out. Just get out of the house. Um they start to get antsy for well. Plus, people have been cooped up in their homes with that's all right the snow too in the travel. Um, so there was a ton of guys in today on a, on their traditional day off, um, working the kinks out and getting ready to start practice on what would be a Wednesday tomorrow Thursday. Yeah, eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. The number to get on board. We're waiting to make contact with Solomon Wilcots, radio broadcaster for the Cincinnati Bengals, and. 
former player for that matter. Um, in the meantime, we will go back to the phones where we've been asking you all day today, what is the biggest challenge that the Bengals present in your mind for the Bills on Monday night? And leading us off in this segment is Jeff in Buffalo. What do you got for us, Jeff? You're on One Bills Live. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, yeah, my my question is uh, about the Bengals with the problem that you guys brought up. You know, Joe Burrow hits a lot of these underneath guys, mm-hmm. and we have been not very good at, at getting that first tackle, uh, making contact on that first tackle. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to bring the guy down as soon as he catches the ball. I, I understand that that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But you got to slow him down a little bit uh, and try to not get as many yards after the catch as what uh, they've been giving up. Um, and because of Burrow's tendency to throw underneath like that and the talent that they have on the ends, uh, I, I think that's going to be a problem unless they, you know, unless they fix that. Uh, so that's that's what I that's what I have. Yeah, to Jeff. Say. I mean, I... even Matt Milano. Yeah, I would agree with you, Jeff. They, they need they need to they need to tackle well in this game because you're right. If they're going to force like like last week is what the um, that's what the New England Patriots tried to get the Bengals to do settle for the short routes. If you're going to do that, you've got to come up and tackle well. And for and we've said it a ton. The best defenses in the NFL are the ones that when one defender, the first defender, gets to the ball and he gets there quickly the ball is stopped. It's a tackle. The first guy to the ball makes the tackle. The best defenses are always like that. And the Bills have gone through stretches where they didn't tackle well at all. Luckily, some of those games they won. But, yeah, it's been frustrating, and that's going to be important in this game. You can't let these guys, particularly these gifted receivers of the Bengals, catch a five-yard pass and go 60. Yes. I think the Bills are coming off a good tackle game last week. Against the Bears, they had a really strong, fundamentally sound tackling game this past week. Hopefully that carries into this week because the concerns are valid. Cincinnati is fourth in the league in yards after catch this season with 2,060. The only offenses that have more yards after the catch this season, Tampa Bay, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Bengals rank fourth in the league in yards after the catch this season. So it's a valid concern, so you do bring up a good point. And, yeah, tackling well is going to be of paramount importance this week if you want to force them to have to have 15, 16 play scoring drives instead of five or six play scoring drives. And even if you are the first guy on the scene and you can't get the guy on the ground, at least hang on to allow everybody else to rally to the football and help you out. Which the Bills, I think, are very good at. You know, gang tackling, flying, you know, flowing to the ball, rallying to the football, you know, two, three guys at a time. I think they're good at that. Um, I'm, you know, I, f- I feel like we've addressed it a ton. One of the things that, one of the reasons it's hard to tackle in the NFL these days is, you know, if you do it like you, we used to do it when I played, you get ejected from the game. Um, and they are putting such, a priority on turnovers defensively in the NFL. Guys are preoccupied with the ball. They're trying to tackle the ball and grab the ball away rather than getting the guy or the runner, the receiver, whoever, off their feet. And it ends up where you 
after you make contact and you're grabbing at the ball and stuff, the guy's spinning away and he's still moving up the field, gaining yards while you're still messing around trying to grab the football. It's frustrating for football fans to see this guy getting all these free yards, but the simple fact of the matter is the ball's more important in today's NFL. And it leads to a lot of teams, and it's not just the Bills, a lot of teams doing the exact same thing. You tackle the ball, try and get the ball away, and then get him off his feet rather than get him off his feet and then hopefully the ball pop out later. Yeah. Um, but that's nothing to sneeze at. Top five ranking in yards after catch. They know how to do it, and Burrow knows how to be an anticipatory thrower to give his receivers opportunities to get yards after the catch. So the Bills historically have not, at least during the Josh Allen era, have not been great in that category. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, right now this season they're better than they were last year, but they rank 24th in yards after the catch. Just over 1,500 yards this season. They're about they're pacing about 500 yards behind Cincinnati. So if there is you know a difference in the way each of these two passing games get it done, that's one area where the Bengals excel and the Bills rely on other things to uh, make their passing game productive, like Josh chucking it down the field. I did find it interesting that Burrow is not his yards per attempt is down this year. His air yards per attempt are down this year. As I was saying earlier this week, he's kind of taken the layups more often to keep them in manageable down and distance. And maybe their 26th-ranked rushing attack is a reason for it, almost using the short passing game as an extension of a running game that's been virtually non-existent for them, or at least not very productive in comparison to last year for the Bengals. Right, and some of it, I mean, they're like – the Bills, I mean, they're a good offense, so some of it was dictated in what we've watched. Some of it will be dictated by the defense and how they're playing. And the, the, the New England Patriots were dropping guys into deep zone coverage, or just, and they were, they were giving them the underneath receptions, both in the, to the backs, the tight ends, and to the wide receivers who didn't you know, blow off down the, and, and explode down the field. They were giving them all kinds of underneath uh, pass completions. Then we've seen it. The, Patriots just do that once. That was their game plan. Joe Burrow chopped them up. I mean, absolutely chopped them up. Um, their first drive was clinical. S- was, he was five for five or seven for seven or six for six, whatever it was on them. He didn't have an incomplete pass. He didn't hit the ground. They ran it a couple of times, and it was just they were in the end zone. Opening possession of the game, just it was a statement, and, you know, that sta- that stadium in Foxborough was dead silent. They they there was nothing they could do. It was disheartening for the home crowd. Yeah. Let's go back to the tweet sheet to get some more of your thoughts on what you believe to be the biggest challenge for the Bengals uh, in this Monday night. Biggest challenge with the Bengals for the Bills on Monday night. And Butch is drinking the Steve Tasker Kool Aid. The biggest challenge going into this game and thinking too much is thinking too much and not believing that you are dominant over any other team in the NFL. Just go out and play your game. No one can beat the 2022 Buffalo Bills but themselves. Don't blink. All caps. This is one of those games um, where you say, oh, my gosh, we're going to go in and we're going to play this team. They've got all these weapons offensively. Their defense is playing good. They can run the ball. Their quarterback's Joe Cool. It's under, You know, um, the team that's going in there to play them is pretty good, too. You yeah. Know? We're, um, 
they got to play us is the kind of thing, right? And right. That, um, yeah, we're meeting a good team. So are they. Let's go. Um, Bills don't have any reason to flinch at this game. They're going to be able. They're going to come in there and play well. Um, and they've got a guy who's a bigger weapon offensively at quarterback than bigger the all around play. weapon for sure. Right. So. Um, and they've got their own guys, so it'll be it's going to be a fun game. I was amazed. I was looking up and down the Week 17 schedule. This is the only game on the entire schedule this week with two teams that have winning records. Every other game this week, there isn't more than one team with a winning record in any of the other matchups. It's bizarre. I mean, don't get me wrong. The ESPN people are pretty happy about this one being on Monday night. Yeah. And there are other games with playoff implications, certainly, because Lord knows you've got a, a host of teams that are a game under 500 this year that are right in the playoff mix, both in the NFC and the AFC. But this is right. the only game with both teams with winning records. It's crazy. Yeah, you got a bunch of games with <laughs> six and nine Panthers, seven and eight Buccaneers, yeah. seven and eight Jets, seven and eight Seahawks, you know. Six and nine uh, Browns against the seven, seven and one Commanders. Yeah, and then you got the Chiefs against the Broncos, yeah. you know. Vikings, Packers. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it's it's just a random anomaly kind of thing, but it's it's, it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah, most the most wins between two teams in Monday Night Football matchup since what ninety seven? They said nineteen ninety seven. Denver, San Francisco. Mm. 11 wins versus 12 wins. That's that's a good game, man. Not too shabby. Mark on the tweet sheet when answering the question, what is the biggest challenge with the Bengals for the Bills on Monday night? The biggest challenge going into this – oh, nope, sorry, I read that one. Mark says their offense. We haven't faced anyone who could keep up with our offense since Kansas City. That's probably true. Yeah. Although Minnesota did a pretty good job of it, yeah, it was so did the so did the Lions. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're right. Um, Lions were playing really good offense at the time. The Bills, the Bills met them, and you know, and there's been some some games where they've met some teams that were at least at that moment were playing well. Yeah. Uh, I do get the sense that Bills fans, on the whole, recognize the Bengals' offense as a proven, productive offense. Nobody's like. You know, sloughing them off. And how can you when they well, won seven in a row? We thought we were going to, you know, we, you played the world champions right after they won the Super Bowl, too. The Rams, you thought the Rams were going to be a really good offense, too. It turned out, you know, they weren't. Yeah. Uh, and they only scored 10 points against you. But, you know, uh, the Miami offense the first time around was, you know, it's highly touted. They went on a big streak right after they, they managed to win that game against the Buffalo, the first matchup. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is the one that's got the most track record. They were in the Super Bowl last year, and they're at eleven and four right now, mm-hmm. and they got it going on. Sean on the tweet sheet says the biggest challenge is easily our defensive backs versus Chase and Higgins. We've been terrible at contesting jump balls and have gotten killed by good wide receivers. Yeah. Killed, yeah. Justin Jefferson had a big day against you. I'm um, I'm trying to think of. Some of the other number ones that they faced. Garrett Wilson kind of had his way with this defense. There have been a couple. Um, I'm just trying to run my head through all the games this season. Um, 
Cleveland, Amari Cooper had a nice day in a loss. And, I mean, Tyreek. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. The cheat, like Juju Smith Schuster, had five for one thirteen against the Bills. Kelsey had eight for one hundred and eight in that game as well. So So, the Chiefs made some hay. So Sean's right. I mean, top wide receivers have had productive days. In many cases, it hasn't been enough to lift that opponent to victory over the Bills. But yeah, it it's cropped up as an issue. Um, That's what happens. I'm wondering. So, Steve, let's let's talk about this while we're talking DBs here for a second. Tredavious White, five games played for the Bills, has five pass breakups in those five games. Came tantalizingly close to his first interception a couple of weeks ago here in the home game. Uh, the Bears passing game didn't do a whole lot last week, although Trey did get beat on one deep ball um, in the second half. And Kyrie Elam, I think, continues to impress as he continues to be rotated in in a platoon situation with Dane Jackson at the CB2 position. Knowing, as Sean points out, that T. Higgins in particular is outstanding in contested ball situations, do you go with the taller, physically stronger Kyrie Elam this week than Dane Jackson? In terms of playing time, I'm well, not saying Dane Jackson doesn't play, but does Kyrie Elam maybe play more of the snaps because of the physical guy you're matching up with in T. Higgins? Uh, it it's possible. Uh- okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. You know, Higgins is 6'4", 219. Yeah. I mean, he's a big dude. Uh, Kair, 6'1", 210, something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's long-limbed. Yeah, he's he's long, but he's also fast. And yeah, it's there isn't there aren't corners who match up well with 6'4 wideouts because there's not that many 6'4 wideout guys around who can really run. Yeah. Otherwise... If you get if he gets behind, you know, they don't get behind you that way. Right. This, Higgins and these guys get behind you, and they're six four. Yeah, that's an issue. So yeah, I I could see the the logic be, 
about putting Kair Elam in on a bigger wide out and letting him run. But I don't think you really leave leave guys unhelped, you know, with no help yeah. on the back end anyway. I, but you can't you can't double everybody. T. Higgins ranks fourth in the NFL this season with 16 contested catches. We'll take a break here because when we come back, we're going to catch up with Solomon Wilcots, Bengals radio broadcaster, next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Pleased to be joined now by SiriusXM NFL radio analyst, former NFL safety, and co-host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. It is one Solomon Wilcox joining us on the line. Solomon, how you doing? Happy holidays. Uh, how fired up are you for this one? This is the marquee matchup of the week, and it's not even close. Yeah, first of all, Chris and Steve, happy holidays to you guys. And, yeah. We're doing great, and look, uh, everyone's excited about this game. You get two great uh, young quarterbacks going at it. Uh, I could see this, uh, you know, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Bills, Bengals sort of developing into a longtime rivalry because these two guys are fun to watch. Yeah, they are, and you know, two different guys as well. Josh is this big, you know, ultimate weapon guy, run it, throw it, power run, can throw it all over the field, and Joe Burrow – uh, he wins every week standing there in the pocket. And he'll he'll take the sack, he'll make the throwaway, but ultimately, with those three guys on the outside, there's always somebody for him to deliver the ball to, and, and he beats all these teams right from the pocket. Yeah, you're right, and he'll, he'll get out of there, but there's no designed runs with Joe Burrow, uh, like what you see with Josh Allen. He's like a throwback and a combination of a um, the heady, um, sort of a student of the game, the kind of guy that's going to come up with the answers like what Peyton Manning used to do. Um, he's going to figure you out sooner or later. And then he's got that competitiveness of a Tom Brady, this methodical nature of just continuing to stalk you. And then in the fourth quarter um, on that last and final drive, he's going to find a way to get his team into the end zone. And you're right, he's surrounded by a lot of uh, talented weapons, not just the wide receiving core, we know about Chase and Boyd and, uh, and Higgins, but the tight end, um, you know, Hayden Hurst and the two running backs, some RJP Ryan and Joe Mixon, they're as good catching the ball out of the backfield as they are running it uh, with power. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of weapons here, and, and Joe Burrow is not shy about using them. What have you seen, Solomon, over the course of this season in terms of how defenses have tried to approach this Bengals offense, a lot of too high safety looks, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, it, it'd be a surprise. And I think last year, uh, Joe Burrow kind of proved it. He's the last guy you want to blitz. Like, <laughs> when you blitz him, he shreds you. Now, teams have had some sacks early in the season because the offensive line was pretty much new. Um, four of the, new, of the five guys were new to this team. But then once they started to jail – he got back to doing some of the things we saw last year, especially when teams decide they're going to just load it up and come after him. He tends to figure you out pretty quickly, and he'll make you pay for blitzing him. Um, and so I think you're starting to see now, even with Belichick last week when he played the Patriots, yeah, they want to play too high safety, try to force him to find the seams and the holes, and he's proven that he could do that. Right now he's PFFs. Highest-rated quarterback, um, and that's because he's effective uh, against single high man-to-man, 
versus the blitz or dissecting the zones as well. So he's a very heady player. One of the things we've talked about um, with the Bills and now I, I witnessed too in the last game they played in New England, once in a while you get in these games, the Bills did it against Green Bay, they did it against the first matchup uh, with uh, um, Packers. With the Packers, they did it with Pack- Green Bay, they did it with, and they did it with New England in the first matchup with New England. The game moves on and it just – the opponent that they're playing, it just seems like an inevitability that they're just going to squeeze the life out of them. They just run out of time. <laughs> they run out of opportunity. That's exactly what the the Bengals did to the Patriots last week. They come out early, and there was that game was never in doubt. Even as a four-point win, of course, it was a one-score game. But, man, oh, man, they just – the inevitability of that win was evident early on. Both these teams seem to do that. Why do you think that is? I think it's, you know, I think both coaches, you know, these, you know, I think I've got a ton of respect for Sean McDermott right? and the way that he sees the game from a defensive uh, standpoint, but the way that he also brings the offense to complement uh, the defense and the defense complements the, it's, it's what we call that complimentary style of play where the defense is going to get some turnovers. They're going to put the offense on a short field. And then the offense knows that scoring quickly is not always necessarily the style of play, particularly when you're going up against a quarterback like a Joe Burrow who can come back and bring his team back in just a few plays. Bam, you're putting points on the scoreboard. And I, I think McDermott learned that from that divisional game last year against the Chiefs. It's clear that Zach Taylor understands that. Um, and I've often seen where Joe Burrow will get the ball. He understands it. Four minutes left on the clock. We already got them, even if we have a three-point lead. We're not giving them the ball back. We don't have to chase points. We've got the three-point lead. If we don't turn the ball back over um, and we keep it and we run out the clock, we get out of here with a win. You and I both know there are a lot of coaches, hey, score, score, score. Um, But uh, I, I think McDermott, Zach Taylor with both quarterbacks, I think they play a much more heady game, um, and uh, it's a very unique way of, of getting it done. Solomon, we know that you know this Bengals offense is you know top ten in scoring. They could put points on the board in a hurry if you're not careful. Uh, they're also sixth in the league in the red zone. They'll score touchdowns about two thirds of the time, sixty six point seven percent on the season. In the last month, though. Buffalo's defense has rocketed up the board in red zone defense. They're now holding the top spot uh, in the league in red zone defense. Is Cincinnati, you know, uh, an offense good enough to kind of challenge that, you know, through the course of this game? Uh, or or is are they going to run into a buzzsaw here with this Buffalo defense? You know that this it's very interesting because that's why this is such a unique and interesting matchup. I, I think these two teams match up so very well. Um, what the way that Luana Romo plays on defense is from the from back to front, right? The secondaries are the most focal, important part of the way that they sort of eliminate the big plays and don't allow you to throw the ball over their heads. The Bills are designed and cut the same way with Les Frazier their defensive coordinator, and Sean McDermott um, being um, schooled in the art of, of defending the pass first. Then we get to the quarterback. And and so that's why you see both defenses um, ranking in a way when it comes to eliminating scoring. They rank top 10 in scoring defense. 
the red zone coverage, and then what they're going to give you in the second half. They're going to give you a different look than what they give you early in the game. That's why you have to play these games out. I I wish I could tell you what was going to happen, how things are going to break <laughs> situationally, right? But I do know the Bengals can spread you out. They can under, they can dictate where that one-on-one coverage is going to be. Uh, and then Joe makes his mind up where he thinks um, the advantage is. It's often T. Higgins with that great pass-catching radius. It's often a Jamar Chase who can separate from anyone if he has enough room to operate. Um, and then Hayden Hurst is a big-body guy. And then his slot receiver, Trenton Irwin, is a guy that's come on big time for the Cincinnati Bengals. They've had different players with the injuries that they've had. They've had different guys step up and, and come up big time. Even over the four weeks when Jamar Chase was out, a lot of these guys kept saying, hey, Joe, it's my turn. And he didn't hesitate to throw it to him. One of the things about this team this year that's a little different, they've spent a lot of time and money, a lot of effort rebuilding the offensive line around Joe Burrow because last year, I mean, ultimately it's the one thing that gave up on him in the Super Bowl. Uh, but Lyle Collins now uh, struggling with an injury. He's out and, you know, they're off. Now it's getting beat up. And now they're kind of reverting back to where they were before all of that happened. It's just with five different guys. How's their offensive line holding up uh, now that with Lyle Collins out? Um, and the other guys that are in there, what's their offensive line look like as opposed to where it was a year ago? Yeah, I got to tell you, man, Ted Karras has been phenomenal on the uh, interior part of this offense. Alex Kappa, uh, these guys have been phenomenal. Um, Joe Burrow takes a much shorter drop because he trusts, like what Brady used to do, he can trust the two, the guards and the center. It's the tackles that are really kind of, you know, they have the soft spots there. And that's why, Joe won't hesitate to climb the pocket, press the line of scrimmage, take a shorter drop, get rid of it quick, or press the line of scrimmage and get out of there. He's not going to try to escape, try to break containment outside unless, you know, somebody loses contain. Uh, But that's where I think our soft spot at left tackle in Jonah Williams, he can be better. There's no doubt. But he's the the guy that's been here. He's the former first-round pick out of Alabama. And then with Lyle Collins going down, Akeem Adenije, uh, he's going to get the start. And he's been rotating in. He's been playing a lot, whether it's at the guard position, the tackle position. He's a guy that's uh, that's got multiple skill set to play at the tackle or guard position. Um, so, uh, look, we'll see how it works out. Um, we all know the Bills' pass rush has gotten so much better. And I think that Vaughn Miller, what he's given those young guys, we've seen – the growth and development take place in 2022 that wasn't there a year ago. And now that Vaughn's out, these guys are like kind of fully grown up. Big brother, big brothers taught the young pups of things or two. Yeah. Speaking of the pass rush, Cincinnati's pass rush is trying to get back to full health. I know that head coach Zach Taylor said Hubbard is no longer week to week, but day to day trying to come back from that calf injury. I know Hendrickson is playing through a broken wrist. How has the pass rush looked knowing they've been without Hubbard and that Hendrickson is not at 100%? Because Anaruma doesn't blitz a whole lot. No, he doesn't. And last week I thought the pass rush was um, was was pretty good without, without those guys. You know, and then obviously, you know, when you have a broken wrist, uh, it's going to be tough to be able to get to the quarterback. But I, I thought Trey – 
uh, was okay. I, I didn't think he was at on top of his game, and obviously Sam was out. Um, but, you know, these two guys are – they're different than most pass rushers. They're energy guys. These guys are just going to outwork you. They're not going to overwhelm you with speed. They're not going to overwhelm you with power. Typically, you guys know this, the real best pass rushers are guys that usually have one or two and multiple moves. Uh, but these guys are just energy guys. And that's why you'll see great pass rushers. They look great at the beginning of games and find it tough to close it out because they're usually wiped out and they're tired. These guys are like energizer bunnies. I'm just telling you flat out. And it spreads through the rest of the guys um, in terms of the interior pass rushers. You wouldn't think a DJ reader would be a good pass rusher, but this guy wrecks your double team on the inside. He gets a great push in the pocket, and that's what allows these guys to use the energy they have coming off the edge. And so the Bengals have multiple players and multiple skill sets, whether it's Joseph Osai, um, and whether it's Cam Sample, uh, they have other guys that lend themselves um, to having really good pass rush. Not great, but just good. They have more hits on the quarterback, according to PFF, than any other defensive front. Even though they may be down in sacks, they get to the quarterback and provide pressure at a at a high ratio. Last one I've got for you, I was watching the uh, New England Patriots hosting the Bengals game last week, and your boy Evan McPherson is struggling a little bit. What, is that a, an ongoing issue, or you know, he comes in and just blows two extra points right off the map to start the game? Is that an issue, or has it been? It's become one, um, and I think it's, it's good to point out, because this was a guy that – Around here in Cincinnati, they started uh, calling him Money Mac. You know, he was a guy that was that was money um, ever since his rookie season one year ago. Very confident young man. And it started out at the beginning of the year. Remember, we lost the holder in that week one game against Pittsburgh. And holding wasn't quite right. It threw off his timing. So he misses an extra point week one that could have won them the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. End up going into overtime, and then we end up losing that game. And then he would miss another one here or there. And it was mostly on these extra points that end up impacting and now it's causing him to miss field goals. And some people were pointing to the win that was at Gillette Stadium. And the special teams coaches come out and said, no, it's got nothing to do with the win. <laughs> so, so I, you know, you pointing it out, I think, is, is, is very good. I think it's pertinent. There's no doubt, Steve, you and I both know how kickers can be. One minute. They're locked in. I mean, I just saw Justin Tucker from the Ravens miss one right. a week or two ago, and that never happens. Next thing you know, he misses another, and, you know, the the, the ego and the confidence, it's, it can be fragile for kickers. It's good when it's good, but when it's not good, man, you and I both know it can go downhill in a hurry. So we just have to wait and see. Yeah, and in a game that may come down to who has the ball last, that could loom very large in deciding this game. So Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Holloman, thanks very much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you down the line. Have a happy new year. All right, guys. Take care. Have a happy new year. You too. All right. That's Solomon Wilcox joining us here. Sirius XM NFL radio host, former Bengals defensive back, and also the co-host of the Believe in Bengals podcast network. We want to get back to the tweet sheet to get some more of your thoughts on what you feel is the biggest challenge the Bengals present to the Bills for this upcoming Monday night game. And BJ says, stopping the Bengals' run game. If Buffalo can make them one-dimensional, can get pressure on Burrow, I like their chances. I almost would rather have them run the ball. Yeah. And stop throwing it. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> that's, right? That's a little old school. I'm. Yeah, you got to – If they, yeah, you want Bert, Joe Burrow to hand it off somebody else. That's yeah. better. Um, it'll, that'll last about two plays at most in a <laughs> row because then there'll be third and ten or third and eight. And you're right back to where you started. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is in the league. Um, even if they get four yards on a first down run and no yards on the second down run, you're you're still third and six, and yeah. you're still you're still pass covering these guys. So, yeah, if you can do if you can stop the run, yeah, you almost want to line up pre snap and just invite them to run and then dive in maybe and stop it. But man, oh man, you're not going to make them one dimensional. I don't think. Shane on the tweet sheet says, not beating ourselves. Play tight defense like we have been. No turnovers, no drive killing or drive extending penalties. We show up in all aspects and no one can hang with us. This is true for the Bengals, KC, the Eagles, doesn't matter. Now is the time to flip the switch. There's something in that. You got to play playoff football now, basically, yeah, right? This is what this he's is saying. a really important game. This, this game says a lot about how – how easy or hard it's going to be to get to the Super Bowl. You win this game, and, and you know there's no. I know that they play the Patriots in Week 18, but they win this game and get the number one seed. Think of the dynamic change in just you as us as casual fans watching this game. Think of how our expectations shift if everybody's got to come to Buffalo and they come in here with the Bills on two weeks rest. How right. the expectations. And what you would think about that game, how it would change in that moment. That's that's a big, big swing. And that's what this game means. So yeah, if you wanna if you've got a flip to switch, a switch to flip, start flipping it. Right. And the other thing is, if you're the one seed, that means the Bengals and the Chiefs are presumably the two and the three. And you won't meet them until the you probably you're probably only yeah and you're pro, yeah you're, which means you're only meeting one of them right if you're the two or the three seed you're probably playing both of them that's correct to get to where you want to get so that's the other part of the equation that I don't know if everybody considers when you say ah what's the difference between the one and well the you two? got three then you got three games to play you have an extra game yeah one of them probably would be in in Buffalo no question you get a wild card game in Buffalo but you end up. Playing, you know, one of those teams like you, if you're the three seed, you end up playing right now, it would be the Chargers at nine and six. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, you'd be playing them in Buffalo. That's how about take a week off and let somebody else play those guys? Yeah. I'd be all for that. Yeah. Sign me up. Like Cincinnati or. Or Kansas City would be playing those teams. Yeah. 
Bonnick on the tweet sheet says, Burrow is battle-tested and cool under fire. Also, their ability to strike quick with the deep ball. Yeah, he's not throwing the deep ball quite as much, but they certainly have that capability anytime they want to dial one up. So, yeah, there's a lot. You got to defend the whole field with this team. Not not so much because of Burrow's arm strength, but because of all of the weapons that they can put out on the field. And as Solomon Wilcox pointed out, it's not just Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. You got Hayden Hurst, the tight end, and the Irwin kid that's, you know, coming alive here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a handful for Buffalo's defense for sure. We got to take a break here because we're up against the clock, but Steve and I will be back to close things up with some final thoughts on the tweet sheet next here on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. Tasker with you here on a Wednesday, and we want to get some final thoughts from the tweet sheet passed along to you. And Jim on the tweet sheet says, this is the game where Vaughn could have had a huge impact. Yeah, I mean, these were the games and the reason and the impetus for them going out and signing Vaughn Miller in free agency. We remember the kind of impact he had back in week six in the Chiefs game. Had a big third down sack in the red zone. The end and, of the game, it was big. And at the end of the game, he forced the interception on. He, you know, helped with Milano. Oh yeah, with pressure. With pressure. Um, yeah, that's that's big. And I was thinking the exact same thing. This is the exact kind of game where you'd look for a guy to come in and close it. Uh, not that Rousseau, Epinesa, Basham um, couldn't or won't, uh, but this is you know, and Shaq Lawson as well. This is where those guys show up. You know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll be fun to see if they can get it done. That um, they have been playing well, the young, the young guys. They picked it up. Jack's yeah. had a nice season too. They picked it up, no question about it. Tom on the tweet sheet says probably the Bengals' defense. They are ranked close to the Bills in points per game allowed. I will say, if the Bills limit mistakes on offense, they should be okay. Josh needs to take what the defense will give him. Sounds like a broken record, I know, but this game is vitally important. Yeah, there's no really like. Take a page out of Burroughs' book in this one, right? Don't for, there's no reason to force anything unless you're way down on the scoreboard. Yeah, defensively, um, the Bengals are number nine in points allowed per game, and the Bills are number two. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. But, oof, yeah. If, you don't turn, if the Bills don't turn it over, they're going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is a, is a step up from where the Patriots' defense is. Um, and that's who you know the Bengals kind of lumped up last week. I just, yeah, I, I just think that the yeah the Bills are a really good team. The problem is, and we all know because we see it now, the Bengals are too. That's why this is such a huge game. Both these teams at the end of the season are headed to the playoffs, and it's going to be who has the better road to the Super Bowl, and this game's going to tell them who. Yeah, you need it. You need this game. This is this. It's been a while since the Bills had a needed game. Except for the fact that they've been the Chiefs have been chasing them pretty close the whole season. Yeah, so. they've been nipping at their heels ever since they beat them in Week Six. Right. So, yeah, and that's why the race remains tight, and that's why the magnitude of this game is what it is. And we got to wait the whole weekend before we, <laughs> before they even play it. Right. Um, and all day. I will Monday. say this: we do know, we will know, obviously by Monday what what the Chiefs did or did not do in their game against Denver. I think everybody's expecting them to win that game, but still, that's why they play them. Sure is. It'll be fun to watch. It's going to be it, – listen, this is going to be a long week for all of us. It's going to be a long weekend waiting for the Bills to play. Uh, it is the absolute by far 
best matchup on the slate this weekend and the the enormity of the outcome is almost just makes yeah. you crazy. Big show for you tomorrow, including ESPN's Field Yates, the Hall of Famer Thurman Thomas. I'll be out tomorrow, but Chris Trapasso in this seat with Steve. They'll see you at one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.